With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bi-week blues, man. It's the. It feels weird, right? You, to be a spectator, to be a bridesmaid, never the bride. Just part, not even participating, just watching from afar. You know, I didn't yeah, even watch too. football last week. See, that's what I mean. It's, it's weird. I, was, I was out of I was out of town. It was perfect timing for me with the bye week. So I didn't. I understand there were some some drama games, and but yeah, I didn't, I didn't partake it, in it any of it. It was a bad week for matchups. It wasn't like there was any sort of. Um, intriguing games where you're like oh shit we got to make plans to watch that game i felt like some of them just happened to be good but i think the biggest story from the weekend was the whole kerfuffle about the los angeles chargers becoming the london chargers even though since then it's been poo-pooed by dean spanish i like the way you choose to watch your mouth but dean spanish it's been poo-pooed it was a kerfuffle (laughs) dean spanos it was a bunch of fucking bullshit that's true. I, I I think he I I think he doth be protesting that Dean Spanos. I feel like he's trying to put up this front that you know he's like I'm outraged, and then you know he's like totally been having meetings about it. What if he wasn't wasn't What if he wasn't outraged? What if instead he was like I find it to be quite a bunch of fucking bullshit. Thank you. Right. I'm very calm. Thank you. Um, the gentleman speaking like a gentleman because he's talking about London. <laughs> would would Dean Spanos have to like suddenly I don't know if you know this, but actually both of my maternal great grandparents are actually British. Like Dean, what are you doing? What are you Well this is how I've always talked. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've been knighted in three different occasions. <laughs> I've been re knighted. I have five syringes for this very occasion. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Trigger Happy Television and BBC Four. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Spanos is secretly like just a British socialite. I'm into it. I like it. It's a good conspiracy theory. I just watched the Los Angeles Chargers play the Oakland Raiders, and the Chargers totally chargered themselves again. That was a very what's the right word? Um, that was a very Northern California game, and I get it. It's the Chargers. They're in LA. We got to treat them for what we have to treat them as. But that was just—it was a very Oakland game. It felt very Oakland from beginning to end, and maybe like the crescendo of Oaklandness just kept rising mm-hmm. all the way through the end. Yeah, for sure. And I—I I, I wonder if East Coast people just never watch these games. Sure. 
or just d- just don't have like an interest in it because it just feels like it's on another planet. But um, I think we're so used to watching, you know, like New York against New England, and we're like, okay, we'll watch it. We're in California, but okay. But I think when you reverse it, there's just not as many well, West Coast a, te- teams. You know what I mean? Like, it's, time has nothing to do with that, right? Sure. I mean, we could. We're watching. We're watching the Giants and the Jets play each other on Sunday Night Football, and it's it's five o'clock for us. They're watching the what four and six Raiders and the five yeah. and, now five and four or five and four and four and six two, two mid meddling teams at midnight. Uh, you, you got you got to do something for I mean midnight. It's it's I get it. I get yeah. why they wouldn't want to watch that. They're gonna they're gonna be tested this weekend because the Sunday night game is Minnesota at Dallas, which is spicy, and then Seattle at San Francisco on Monday Night Football. That's a that's a juicy burger. Mm. So that's what you should probably tune in for, right? If even the casual football fan, you should probably want to watch that. They're quite good. That's a, that's a pretty yeah, good I think Seahawks 49ers right now is is pretty much ratings gold if you're going to have a big West Coast matchup. I mean, at, I, that's one you pick, right? Probably. I mean, the Niners still yeah, have yeah. a huge fan base. I, d- I do wonder if it, it a lot of it, time, it takes time for, like, take the 49ers. They've been you know, irrelevant for a couple of years now is the casual fan. Do they, do they really care about the Niners yet? Or is it, is their success still too, is there too much novelty for the average fan to actually care yet? I don't know. I I think they got to get familiar with the team. I mean, I'm sure people can probably name who the quarterback is for the 49ers, but how how many people, okay, but let's just say they can, right? Like if just like a casual football fan, you're like, who's the starting quarterback? They're like, Jimmy Grafikagolo. And then hey, you say, but if you really ask them how many games have they watched with him playing, sure. it's a small sample size. Sure. And I, I, I don't think that, that many people have really seen this team play. I don't think so either. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with people want, not watching. I don't, the want, I don't want to compare them to the team I'm about to compare them to, but much like the 99 Rams, right? The 49ers have been bad for the last handful of years. I hate you, Rabbo. And then now, they're, now they've come out 8-0 and – you know, the 99 Rams are the same way. You kept, you kept waiting for them to stub their toe, and they just kind of never did, even though when they lost they lost that first game to Tennessee in a, in a close match. Uh, it's it's kind of the same way with 49 People have to get to know them, and, and they're pretty good. This is the grossest topic we've ever talked about on Tertia Radio. Gross, gross, gross. Sick, sick, sick. <laughs> nasty, nasty. Gross, gross, gross. Nasty, boys. Yeah. Don't mean a barf, thing. Barf. Um, <laughs> I'm 3K underscore on Twitter. Name's Joe. Hi. Rabo at Seattle Rams underscore NFL. That name's going to have to change soon, Rabo, isn't it? That that name has the uh, potential to change in the next six months. That's, this is correct. It, it, so you're possibly – is it possibly or is this like certain? No, it, it's going to happen. Wow. I haven't bought it yet, but it's, it's going to happen. If for people who don't know, Rabo is, I guess, going to move to – uh, the Phoenix, Arizona area, which means he's almost completed NFC West bingo. You've almost done it. <laughs> <laughs> I will never move to San Francisco, so that, that slot will always be I, I could I could see just Robbo getting like a Airbnb, and he's like, how long do I need to make this Airbnb for a, a resident of San Francisco? Because <laughs> I need to fill out this bingo card. Because you're associated with some like curse. What do you think? What do you think you know, is? Like, do you think like San Francisco's like? Well, technically, after five minutes, you count as a patron of the city, but you must establish residence. Mm, San Francisco. 
Welcome to San Francisco. Please log in your devices into the city Wi-Fi. Thank you. We'll be forwarding you an email with instructions from here. Thank you. We'll see you in 12. Please add the word hella to your vocabulary. Expect a push notification in, in approximately two minutes and 33 seconds. Somewhere therein. <laughs> you I must now always defend Barry Bonds at cocktail parties. I could never live in that city. I could never live You're in that You're still city. using the internet to connect your devices? Uh, let me get my old device. I'll see if I can make this work. <laughs> um, oh, and we got Joy. Sorry, so the, Joey. That, at Ellie Rams, Rams, Rams. I got derailed. Let me finish intros. What up, Joy? Jer- hey, Jerks. Hello, I'm Joey. What were you guys going to say? Sorry. Um, well, I was just going to say it's a big Hi, it's a Joey. big deal with Robbo dealing with the move, which is awesome. Congratulations. And then we also have Joe, who's dealing with Texas Tornadoes. Old Texas Tornadoes. They're not just an Texas indoor soccer team. Tornado. That's a, that's a country song, Texas Tornado, right? It's uh, oh. Tracy Lawrence. Oh, you, Texas, you got me beat. Texas Tornado. Texas I was thinking, that, I I was thinking that old that Broadway it. musical, Arizona. Arizona, where stuff is really, really hot. <laughs> and we drive a lot because it's so you hot. Know, Did I mention <laughs> that it's fucking hot? Outside of the hot, I can deal with hot because hot is only three months of the year there, right? It's oh, only hot. Nope. That might be, for the most part. Three, I mean, when we're talking extreme heat, it's, it's okay. three months. Uh, you got the shoulder season where it's you know it's it's hot and still hot. Yeah, it's the still pretty it's hot. The air where it's, it's mildly hot. Bigger than that, I noticed. You know, it's it's fucking brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. look, we looked at uh, thirty new home sites over the last uh, seven days or so, and uh, every every option they they give you th- usually three. They call them elevations when you buy a new home. Which elevation would you like? Elevation A, B, or C? And the biggest difference between A, B, and C was what shade of brown do you want? Do you want brown with brown? Do you want brown with light brown? Or do you want brown with dark brown? It's it's brown. Everything is fucking brown. I'm feeling That's crazy. Not, Let's uh, go with light brown. Can, can I can I get a different brown? No, your HOA insists that you must have this brown. It's it's a lot of brown. Yes, welcome to San Francisco. We have over 1,346 different shades of brown. When you please check one, make sure you forward it to the comptroller for approval. Uh, you have <laughs> roughly 43 hours, 22 minutes, and 18 seconds to complete this step. Thank you. Welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, a little brown. A little, little brown. Uh, Joey, are you painting your garage brown? You know what? My garage is actually painted a color that I don't like, but we moved into the house. It's kind of like that. Robo, what color Ooh, is it? You got to guess. Brown? Oh, I was going to cool. say. He's I'm, in LA. It's definitely not brown. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess like a dark yellow. A shade of gray. I'm going to say it's a shade of gray. A shade of gray would be fine. Uh, a a shade of yellow. Harry, would Harry it is, it's a. It's essentially like a muted olive green. <laughs> God. Oh. And it's like the garage and all of the trim of the house, like in the back, you know, there's they used all this paint. So we walked in and they just painted it when we bought the house. So we're like, yeah, you know what? Let's just like lift it for a little bit and not have to like paint the whole house just, you know, because we don't like this color. And I don't I think I like it less than, than my wife does. Mm-hmm. But um I remember just growing up that a lot of houses were painted that sort of like you know, muted 1970s color, but a lot of brown. My neighborhood had a lot of houses that were brown. Mm. Not cool. Oh, is your neighborhood in Phoenix? I know, exactly. Orange County, man. 
North Orange County. Yeah. A lot of brown houses from the 60s. Lots of brown. But um, I am doing a massive garage re, um, reorganization and uh, really kind of getting into sections with the Etzel shelves and stuff. It's going to be one of those uh, one of those life achievements, guys. That, that's where my life has gotten. I'm taking what is the pride in how, how. Why are you doing this? Well, a little bit out of shame. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think when we moved into the house, it was at like the same the same month that like the baby was born. And so I, we just put a bunch of crap in the garage and it then just got worse and worse. I'd work on it. It would get better, but I had no plan. It was just like kind of little corners and piles of things and things were in bins, but it wasn't like anything was labeled. There wasn't like any thought put into the organization. Um, so my wife would never want to go in the garage because she's always like, I don't know where anything is. And you have like this weird system where you're like, oh, there's the Batman bobblehead. And underneath that is the pancake mix. It's just like chaos. And that's kind of how I do organization, which is I don't do it or I do it as like a as well as like a drunk toddler would do it. So um, now we got plans we got some uh, we got bins and we're it's it's a big it's a big thing. It's going to be rad. I'm going to show you some before and after at, before and after pictures and uh, before you fall asleep because they're so boring, you're going to be impressed. No, I'm interested to see because I'm a very, very organized person. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm yeah. already anxious about your before pictures. I thought yeah. it was organized until we learned about Joe's stock door. Oh, that's uh, nothing. He's got me beat. That's just casual organization. You should, you should see my <laughs> garage or my storage room. It's, it's, it's OCD-ish. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So my, I think my wife tried to make me into like an OC, and I kind of want to be like I admire the end result. But I just don't have the tools. I don't have the skills yeah. or the discipline. Um, but I try, and I and I feel like that's good. Like my wife got me all these bins for my the desk to put everything in, mm-hmm. like little little containers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it, so now it's even more chaos because my chaotic thing is now like in like a basket because sure. I need to organize it, but I haven't. So now we don't know where anything you is re- because it's in this sort you of like. This this temporary basket where I'm like oh well now you know I'm gonna re reorganize it and uh, I'm always finding something else I'd rather do than do this task. But there's no there's no like you're not gonna you know develop your woodworking skills. There's no 1956 Camaro that you're working on. It's just organizing for organizing's sake. But I think I want to live that life, so I think I need to kind of prep the base so i could be that guy that's constantly in the garage with with like a rag over my shoulder you know and i'm just constantly like polishing something so like when my kids come in they're like dad can i talk to you i'm gonna be like craig t nelson in parenthood where i'm just gonna be sitting there in my like super organized awesome um workshop table and i'm just like i don't know like like repainting a mailbox and i'm like what is it kids that's kind of how I want to be. What I probably is going to be is me hiring somebody to do <laughs> the mailbox and then me getting it from them and being like, thank you, Louise, and then giving it to my kid and saying that I did it. I'm, I'm glad you went on with the mailbox uh, part of this because when you were talking about prepping the base and putting a rag up your shoulder, it sounded like you might be manscaping. So I'm, I'm glad you went on with the with the mailbox. I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what you call your mailbox, Robbo. Got to clear out the garage. <laughs> Time for some hygiene. 
Dad needs a install a hot tub in the back. Dad needs a space. <laughs> well, boys. Uh, speaking of putting things in bins and putting them away, the bye week's over. Fo- Rams football's back. Rams football's important. Every single one of these games are spicy, and it starts with a trip to the spice capital of America, Pittsburgh. <laughs> known for its spices, known for its flavorful food. Uh, off to the Steel City. Um, where to start, Bravo? Uh, uh, where's the start for me? I read I read an article from the LA Times, Gary Klein, today about um, going back to going back to Aaron Donald's you know, roots and how he's tied to Pittsburgh. And a lot of it had to do with the dungeon, which we've all heard about. And I tweeted out a little picture of the the dungeon today. And I said, you know, what, is this, what, what do you think this is closer to Aaron Donald's, you know, home gym when he grew up or the gym that Apollo Creed trained Rocky at for Rocky three. Uh, I just kept hearing Frank Stallone, take you back. Do, 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 take you back. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, because I think these teams are pretty even a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, if you look at numbers and things like that, they're 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 right there. Now, obviously, they they lost their quarterback. They lost the best, arguably one of the best wide receivers in football, and a really great running back. Uh, and yet, you know, they're struggling. And, but they've only and lost without their they only lost one game this their year. second running back, James Conner, is going to be in yeah, there. Conner's out as, as well. Uh, but they've only lost one this one game this year by more than four points, so they're not getting blown out. They're in a lot of close games. Um, so I w- this isn't going to be a pushover. It's not going to be easy, uh, especially at the Rams' travel that they've had. They went to went to Atlanta, to London, back to L.A., back to Pittsburgh. So um, I think we need to batten up the hatches. Uh, they're they're on the plus side of the turnover um, uh, ledger. If you look, I think they're plus seven right now. The the Rams are even. There's just a lot of numbers that make this one think, okay, we we could see a closer game than a lot of people are anticipating. It's a weird game. What do you think, Joey? What jumps out to you about the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2019? Well, I think what really jumps out to me is the fact that if they lose this game, Ooh. it's just going to be this incredibly uphill Ooh. battle for the rest of the season. And I almost feel like it kind of deflates the hopes if you don't if you don't come out of Pittsburgh with a win. And it's still possible that they that they could make the playoffs, but sure. it just feels like if you're going to do damage in the playoffs and you're really going to contend, you got to beat this Pittsburgh Steelers team. They don't have James Conner. They got a backup quarterback. It's not Ben Roethlisberger. They're four and four. It's like this is, I feel like, a defining game for the LA Rams. It's like, how good are they? Are they good enough to beat a four and four Steelers team? I think so. Do you think do you think uh James Conner is out because it's like a marketing scheme with this new Terminator movie? Do you think he has to be <laughs> Sarah Connor and James Conner? And he's wearing his like Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Terminator 8 Dark Steeler. Is anybody seeing this movie? Like, is this is this movie? No. Is this movie what starts like the Terminator thing in happening in real life? Do you think like Skynet woke up and was like, "They've ruined it. it we it's time to begin." <laughs> All right, cover's blown. Let's go. Uh, Terminator. That'd be awesome. I wonder. I wonder how many high school kids saw Terminator: Dark Fate, or was it just a bunch of sad fifty-year-old dudes who oh, saw that God. movie, Can't, or who will see that I, movie? I will tell you this. So before we left for Phoenix, um, it was what 
Thursday of last week. So last Wednesday, my wife and I went to a, uh, a play. We went and saw Miss Saigon, one of our favorites. We've had tickets for months now, so we went there. And before before that, we went to dinner, and uh, she met me in Seattle. And we're walking by. There's a theater in downtown, and I, I mean, how many theaters nowadays do you have to actually still line up for tickets? You usually reserve your seat in line. You got the this one still has, you know, first come first serve. And I'm like, what the hell are these people waiting in line for for a show like on a Wednesday night? And it was this freaking Terminator movie. I couldn't believe it that uh, people are actually waiting in line to watch this shit. And they were all young. Blew me away. Like you said, I thought it, the only one wanting to see this are uh, are dudes clinging to to their Terminator, you know, fanboydom. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't believe that they were all young and just hanging out, waiting in line. Yes, hi. Welcome to San Francisco. If you'd like to watch the film, you need to log into MovieNet with your city ID. I'm sorry, you don't have your city ID? Well, then I'm not sure I can help you. You won't be seeing any movies in this city. That I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of with Joy. I think the thing that's biggest for me is the schedule, right? Where after this game, we got Chicago and Baltimore at home, both games in prime time. I get it. Arizona's not, you know, the strongest team this year, but we got them on the road in week 13, then home against Seattle, then on the road, Cowboys and 49ers. It's, it's not so much that this is, let's say, the easiest game. It's that you don't have any easy – you don't have any Atlanta Cincinnati's left, right? This is this is as close as it gets, and you've got to get this. And for Pittsburgh, they're no, they're not, you know, lacking motivation themselves. This one's at home. They're still four and four. If they win this one, they're on the back of a three-game winning streak. So I think this is more just about the context of where we're at in the season. I think the bye week kind of, what's the right? It, it, it disrupted things because not necessarily because of the two-game winning streak, but now it feels like we've got to turn things up. You know, kind of go from zero to sixty. And that's the kind of uh, weird dynamic to this one that I don't know how it's going to work, especially because, you know, if we talk about the nature of this team over the first eight games, we've gotten some really good defensive performances, especially outside of the Tampa Bay game. You look since that one, they've done pretty well. Obviously, the Seattle game, not their cleanest, but Russell Wilson's having a hell of a season. The three games afterwards, San Francisco, Atlanta, Cincinnati, the defense was really putting it together. The offense has been the one that's been so chaotic. And I don't, I don't know what to expect when we go into this one. Do, do you guys have a sense of what to expect on offense or what you're hoping to see or what, you know, in, in terms of fuck it, let's just go into this and figure out what the hell's going on and try to adjust on the fly. What, what one's been the, out of those three you named, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Atlanta, which, which one's been the anomaly? Is it the San Francisco complete ass whooping that their defense is really good or? Is it that you know they played the Rams played two kind of bad teams? I'm going to go with optim- team optimism here and say since David Edwards <laughs> jumped into the starting lineup, uh, that they've been better, and I'm going to hope and pray that they continue to be better, and that uh, young David Edwards is the reason why we can start getting this thing going. Uh, Darrell Henderson also will start getting more touches; he's earned them. Uh, so maybe we'll start getting a running game because David Edwards and Hendo not so much Gurley. I think we've all seen what we've seen with him this year he's he's definitely impacted by my knees not hurt anymore but he is and we just they need to they need just they need to continue what they did in these last couple of weeks and i'm going to say it's because young david edwards my mvp the season at mid 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 midpoint because right now i'm clinging to that hope uh the, yeah and then you have brendan cook's out still we didn't i don't know if we mentioned that uh brendan cook's still out with this concussion issues we don't know when, when they're going to back they do get clay matthews back so yeah, it's you, wide right and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home 
yeah. make this a must-win game. You, you have to. Joey, you just have to. You, I think. Yeah, I think you have you to have too, to. Joey. How bad do you feel about Brandon Cooks? How worried are you? How sensitive? How sympathetic? <laughs> Super sympathetic, man. I mean, he really had a sad Instagram post. I saw. Was it sad? About, was it sad? I thought it was sad because I felt like he was hurt that the narrative was was essentially saying that he's done. Mm-hmm. And he, regardless of whatever he's been told, because the Rams aren't going to tell us the truth. So, and Brandon Cook probably isn't going to tell us. Like, if it's bad news, he's not going to tell us what's up either. So we have really no idea how bad or good the prognosis is with the concussion situation with Brandon Cooks. We're just going to be told the story. And I feel like the story right now is that Brandon Cooks is very motivated to prove that he's not done. Like he has a lot of fight in him. He's not like a guy who's just like, hey, man, I'm out. Like, I'm done. And so he's 26. So I I get it. Um, I just don't know what the truth is. So I feel like that, that's it. It's, it's a tough one. I mean, people are automatically already going to the replacement of Josh Reynolds and stuff like that. But I have, the, I have a question. Let's just talk about contracts for a second. Oh, sexy. It, let's it, let's get let's I have know, some right? fun. Let's talk about contracts. Let's, let's dim the lights. Let's put on some 1990s era boys to men. Let's make this happen. <laughs> so I want to tell you that if Brandon Cooks retires <laughs> like today, if he's like, I'm done, though, we have this contract extension. Do it, there, it, that doesn't get that doesn't get voided, right? It's not you, voided. You it with yeah, it no. gets a lot of it depends no. on the contract language, but it gets really complicated. I think here, here's part of the thing with Brandon Cooks that is difficult because he's had so many concussions is that there's no sense of like a what's a worse concussion or, or there's no there's no spectrum right when we talk about like a leg injury we know the difference between a pulled hamstring versus a strained hamstring versus a torn hamstring versus a broken fibula right there there's these different spectrums and like timelines for healing with this kind of stuff because we we, we categorize these uh, injuries more in a more detailed way with concussions we don't we just say concussion and there's no sense of like you know how bad of a concussion or like what severity it is or what's the difference between like a fifth one or a a third one there's you know what i mean what how, how much worse shape is he in now than he was before the last two concussions and without that information i think it's difficult to to know what he's dealing with and to know what these specialists are looking at and how they're evaluating his future and i think like joey obviously said last time you want to make sure that the guy first and foremost as a human being is well enough to live life although you know to whatever degree the nfl allows that for guys that suffer as much punishment as cooks has suffered we'll see but in terms of the contract um i don't know i mean do you guys do you guys think there's a potential for him to legitimately retire well you know when this happened uh it was the what a couple of weeks ago, right? So it was the London game, right? Early, I sent uh, I sent a message to Jason over the cap and thought, all right, this guy is usually pretty good about responding to people on specific questions like that. Not like, hey, bro, how do I get? How's my team get more cap space? But I say, hey, if this is se- severe enough and and it impacts him and he needs to retire from the game, what's what's the cap situation? What happens? And he mentioned that uh, it's the same th- thing that happened up here in Seattle when Cam right. Chancellor retired because of injury. Uh, they have they will have to carry him on the roster for two years until they can you know until it's soft enough and they can absorb that 
because it's just be, it would be feasibly they won't be able to do it. It's like a twenty three million dollar hit or something. Uh, actually, I can go back and get the exact number. But he mentioned, you know, it's it's exactly what Seattle had to do with Cam Chancellor. They just had to keep him on the roster and, and eat that contract for two years until it was uh, financially viable to to let him go. So it's if, if he you know, if he retires, whatever people there will be people who will get mad, and you you will be those who suck at life because you are talking about someone's livelihood. He doesn't mean. Wouldn't be retiring to screw us over. And think about if he retires, how bad it would have to be. Right, and if you saw, we talked about the sensitive Instagram post. He he wants to be out yeah, there. Uh, I'm actually glad that he's listening to people, and if it's his family or whatever, yeah. maybe it's himself. And he's taking this time and you know, make sure this is the right decision. Get back out there when 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 you're ready, not not because you feel like you know you got a man up or your teammates or something. You know, this is a bigger picture thing. So. Uh, contracts aside, they will have to eat a lot of it, but uh, you know that's it, a life we're talking about here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Joey, are you are you worried about a contract extension curse? We've gone we've gone through a couple contract extensions now. I, Halloween's over. Is it- Protect Aaron Donald, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> it's very spooky, but think about it for a second. Is that? Right after Scott Gurley signed his contract, back to contract talk, the ladies are getting um, excited, that his knee rots overnight, and then suddenly... That's the medical term. That's what, he, that's what he's suffering his from, his knee rot. By the way, we're, ta- we're, we're talking about the fact that you can't <laughs> categorize concussions. Gurley is suffering from grade two knee rot. <laughs> or sometimes you just call it the rot. What, what would you do if he went up there you and... Tony Pastores, after talking about this, do not sign. <laughs> what would you do if G- Gurley approached a podium and was like, yeah, my kneecaps fermented? That would require him to speak other than, you know, yes and no. He got, and, he's and getting better. I, I, think, I think we may have seen the end of Surly Gurley. I don't know what was happening earlier no, in the season. God, Gurley sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. He he wasn't Surly when he really on that that. He went on that PR tour like last season when they were playing pretty well. He was very jovial and he was good in interviews. I think he wears his emotions yeah. on his sleeve. So when he doesn't feel like he's being, you know, who he could be fulfilling his potential as a, as a running back, you know, when he gets 47 yards rushing on, on 10 touches and then he has to do an interview, he's going to be surly girly. It's just uh, – it's tough because is that the normal now or is that a bad game? Yeah. It's hard to know now what is – what's like – I mean, yeah, I know what a great game for Gurley is. But what's just like an average game for Todd Gurley go, going into the, the, the back half of the season? An is average? It 12 uh, touches? Seven, seven, no, seven carries. The high oh. point of this year so far is 10 carries. So what yeah. average would be what, seven, maybe five for – Okay, what's like an optimistic projection? Like without like averaging out, let's just say he had a bad season, a bad first half of the season. Mm. What is a measured projection that that's like you're not going crazy, but you're also being like, okay, here's what he's capable of doing. If he finishes with 800 yards rushing, would that be a good season? He's at 325. At this point, yeah, yeah, it would mean it would mean a better second half for sure. That's that's how how many how many touches does Todd Gurley have so far? Joe uh, running or, or total? He's got 92 rushes. Okay, so you know what? If you look at him compared to James Conner, and yes, James Conner missed a game last last week. He only has 97 touches right. for 380-something like yards. So they have kind of similar numbers. 
Eh? One guy missed him. It, it, I mean, Todd Gurley's still getting into the end zone. It's 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 interesting. One thing I wanted to just go back real quick about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, talking about with just the way that the matchup is going to go with the Rams. I wanted to ask you guys. It feels like to me when we are talking about the easy wins and what's like a tough win. It feels like to me that the, the the defensive front sevens, when they're really strong, they really stifle Goff in the offensive line. It really kind of bothers them. Case in point, San Francisco 49ers. And it felt like when they played Atlanta and Cincinnati, they didn't have as much pressure coming from the front seven. Certainly like, not Cincinnati. Yeah. And and even Atlanta, that they had some injuries and, and, and they just weren't playing really well as like a that like a front seven or just their defensive line. Yep. And when, when you have a team like Pittsburgh, who's always been kind of known as like having a stout defense, do 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 you feel like it's that that's where it's going to be won and lost is the way the offense kind of responds to how the Steelers are kind of rushing Goff or even just in their Maybe. run defense. I mean, and they got talent up there. They got Cam Hayward and Tyson Alualu, although he's on the injury report. We'll have to see what he finishes uh, going into the weekend. But I think the big ones are TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. Uh, they're edge rushers at the backer position. They run their own 3 4. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a concern. Um, you know, I, I, and given like uh, Rob was alluding to the fact that the interior line just hasn't had a good season, but I, I do wonder how much of that has been the rotating door. We've had five guys between Joseph Noteboom, Brian Allen, Austin Blythe, Jamil Demby, and now David Edwards that we've had to cycle through. Maybe, maybe they needed a couple games to try to lock in together and get some consistency. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't, I don't know that that's going to make a difference. And if they come out and they play horribly this week, you know, consistency be damned, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Maybe that that's going to be a bigger push uh, for them moving forward is having some opportunity to solidify the personnel. But definitely that that could be the challenge that decides the game, Joe. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're looking at and saying the reason the Rams won is because they held that front seven in check or the reason they lost was because they didn't. Yeah. It, it it seems like just a win on the road is in Pittsburgh because Goff isn't known for playing in cold weather and we're looking out by we're not getting any snow. It's still going to be probably brisk out there, but the sun's going to be out. What is, what is brisk in Arizona? Do you think like, oh man, it's 85. Go get your jacket. It's brisk out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now it was 71 when I was there. It was quite People were chilling. freezing. <laughs> I, I think I think just having a having a bottle of Rolling Rock is is brisk. <laughs> That's the closest. What you is can brisk come to in brisk. Pittsburgh? Do you think it's like, hey, it's it's negative twelve? Hey, put my T-shirt in. Huge <laughs> big. Do you think they like it, Justin Herbert? Because you're huge big. <laughs> do you think? Do you think there's a chance that Justin Herbert could end up being drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers? God, that would make me happy. That would be the perfect Yenzer outcome. That would be great. Right now, if you had to put money on who's going to get the number one pick, do you just go with the Cincinnati Bengals, or do you think they're going to win a game and everyone's going to have like one win that's going to flip for it? Uh, Maybe. I mean, they they got the Jets. They got the Browns twice. They got Miami. I'm talking about Cincinnati's schedule. So they got some. They got yeah. some winnable games. The problem is they're all eight. So I don't know. Uh, 
those are gross teams to watch. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things where now that the Rams aren't horrible, when you watch like horrible teams, it's like, God damn, those guys are horrible. Like that was a thing watching Atlanta and Cincinnati. It was like, what the fuck are they doing, man? <laughs> these, guys, these guys are really bad. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. I don't, know if, I don't know if you boys have heard of this other podcast, uh, Rusillo with, uh, with Chris Long on Mondays. It's, it's really good. And uh, Chris Long always harkens back to his St. Louis Rams days about how terrible they were when he wants to tell a story. Yeah. It's, uh, it's worth listening to just for that when he, he kind of goes off. It's usually once once an episode he goes off and, and talks about how bad they were and you know what and he ties in his story to those days. And it's it's pretty good. But he, he acknowledges how this crap they were. And he, he mentioned uh, Jason Smith today. It was it was awesome. What did he have to say? Was it any, was it anything functional, or was it just you know he's a good Ooh, guy? Don't were, hate him. They were talking. They were they were talking about teams uh, tanking and being and poor and and drafting and whatever. And he's like, and they were he was joking about you know I shouldn't have been second overall pick. I should have been like sixteen or whatever. And they talked about uh, just. Uh, they were still asked him if if the Rams were tanking at that point. And he's like, no, I don't think we were. You know, they had Sam, whatever. And he's like, well, he was injured all the time, and and we had that Jason Smith draft. Maybe, maybe they were tanking. I don't, I don't know. But he just goes back to it a lot, and it's uh, talking about bad football teams. So if you want to, if you want to understand the psyche of a bad football team, listen to the other pod as well because he's pretty good on it. I got a question for you guys. Joey, I'm going to go to you because you worried about the offensive line a lot this offseason. Uh, Andrew Whitworth is going to retire after this year. Maybe. A, get out of here with that maybe Navy gravy. Did you hear about JB? Hear about JB this week? He is gone, hundred percent. Joey, here's the question for you. A. Yes. Are you mm-hmm. worried about given that this is the Rams and they struggled for years to fill the left tackle spot, whether it was free agency or the draft? Are you worried about the need to find a new left tackle? B. Do you think he's already on the roster? And C. If not, what do you think it could be? Any ideas? If you say Joseph Nelson, I'm gonna come through this microphone and strangle you. <laughs> a, I'm worried. I don't think a super not a superstar, but I don't think a like an extremely legit left tackle is on the roster right now. I think there's a lot of guys that could play in the offensive line that are on the roster that I don't think we have to add that many guys right now to have like a pretty great offensive line. But if you remove Andrew Whitworth, do you think Coach Cromer feels like he could just coach anybody? Like, yeah, I could turn I could turn that Robert Woods into a left tackle. Give me three weeks with him. You see that lady Linda over at the over at the snack bar? The way she's handling those nachos, she could play left tackle. I could I could slide her in at left guard for a couple plays if I had to. She's got yeah. a great kickstand. I mean, step. I mean, she, she pours that twelve dollar beer like nobody's looking. So you put <laughs> her in, you'll you'll get some uh some 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 run blocking. Have you seen her anchor? It's look at that! It's look at that footwork. That's a guard's feet. I tell you. <laughs> okay, so 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 you were saying that am I am I worried? A, about are you the, worried? Okay, yes, yes. B is he on the roster? C if not, do you have anybody that you're interested in? Well, un- unfortunately, we don't have a first round draft pick for the next seventeen years, <laughs> so we're not going to get a left tackle with a first round draft pick. Um, so I I think you either. Which is good. Luck right? out in, in, in a great left tackle falls to you in the second round. Or B, mm-hmm. you go to free agency. But the way we're extending these guys, I don't know how much money we're going to have in the offseason. If, if, if we're going to re-sign Corey Littleton. Uh-oh. And, Robbo, what's your favorite? Um, who, who's it's your other? favorite discussion, Robbo. The 8,000 free agents we got. No, no, but I don't think there's 8,000. 7,999. Like 15 yeah. guys. And I don't give a shit about like... 90% of them, but Corey Littleton, I give a shit about. 
who's who's the other one that is is it who's the other guy that's that's going to be a free agent? Well, yeah, so here you go. Here you want to keep? It's like a big deal. Craig Zerline. Craig Zerline. So, yeah, here's, here's, here's the real guys. Tell me the real guys. right guard Austin Blythe. <laughs> Even if you don't give a shit about him, that's a starting right guard, right? Austin <laughs> Blythe. Michael Brockers. Michael Brockers. Um, Marky Christian, that's your start, your he's premier gone. backup safety, who's played a lot of defensive football. Well, he's going to be. We can afford him. I don't think he's going to ask for uh, for <laughs> Dante Fowler. Him, Dante so. Fowler, starting edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Okay, there cool. you go. He's gone. Uh, you said no Bryce Hager. Tough. Let's that's move on. Corey Littleton, yep. starting inside linebacker. Yep. Andrew Oof. Whitworth, obviously okay. retiring. Greg Zerline, starting kicker. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've already made your point, which is we got to sign those guys. And if we don't, we got to sign guys equivalent to it. So then, when you go around to to the left tackle, since we're which not is gonna, an expensive position, right? So I I think I think in one way we got to go back. We, we either get a second round draft pick and really hope that works out, or we go with Joseph Noteboom because I don't think we can afford the the, the next Andrew Whitworth with with what you just told me. He said it. By the way, the the next year, twenty twenty one, Malcolm Brown. I don't. What is? Ma- I don't know. I don't yeah. know the running back depth chart. He's I don't bad. understand it anymore. Yeah. He's probably not. Samson Abukam, uh, another uh, one of our edge rushers, starting a year ago, now kind of relegated into this rotational duty. But if you Oboe's if you lose Dante Fowler, there you go. Gerald Everett, everybody's favorite breakout candidate. Oh, who Tyler Higby? You've got signed medium term. Gerald Everett's going to be uh, free agent. Troy Hill. Who continues to find ways? Yeah, th- two years ago was Kayvon Webster. Last year was a keep to leave. This year it's a keep to leave, and Marcus Peters being traded. Troy Hill keeps finding his way onto the field. He's like the Forrest Gump of Rams football. He keeps finding himself in the center of things. John Johnson, remember he's got he, he and Cooper Cup. Now Cooper Cup, I think that's one of the two. He and Jalen Ramsey, you have to do. I think Cooper Cup, you have to lock him down for another contract extension. Do you have to lock? What do you guys feel? Do you have to lock John Johnson down? Does it hurt him that he's not playing? Priority A. I I, Ooh, I think gross. I would like you? I would like to lock him down, but if you just look at priorities, he's a I like think, to, I not think, a need I think to. My top my top five is, and I think you guys would agree on this is your number one. He's a brown one. house, not a brick house. <laughs> I see. Either your number one or your number two is essentially Jalen Ramsey. Or Cooper Cup, yep. And to me, with just current Rams, are going to be free agents for the next two years. I think my number three is Corey Littleton. Mm. I think maybe the way Dante Fowler Jr. is playing, I feel like okay, maybe he's my four. But I, I would be kind of okay if if we, if we didn't pay a bunch of money for him because he's going to be expensive. Um, I know we need the rushing. He's been playing well, so it's like I'm torn. But when you talk about affording guys, do you think that we could sign Jalen Ramsey, do an extension for Cooper Cup, sign Corey Littleton, and then get a free agent at the left tackle? Is that even possible? Is, and then you lose Brockers, you lose with these this other is guys. Without getting rid of any of the current high contracts they have got, like like less printing like Gurley or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't think you can do that before 2021. You could do it afterwards. Because um, the problem is, we just did all those deals, right? Well, they yeah. they found a way to trade Alec Ogletree in the same year they they signed him. True, but that the problem is, if if you're talking about the like Giants Tom are, Gurley, the Giants are the wisest to listen moves. Yeah, but who wants to take on 
Todd Gurley with this contract? And who wants to, if you're talking about trading Tyler Higby, who wants to, who wants to take on Tyler Higby? I totally totally agree. I don't think they're tradable at all, but I didn't think Alec was tradable. Greg Robinson got traded. How did that happen? How did we get, how did we get something for Greg Robinson? But I I agree. I don't think you can move those guys. Um, It's tough. Yeah. Joey, I don't know that you can sign all those guys. I mean, but the the X factor is the CBA is up. We have have no idea what's going to happen with the new CBA. We have no idea. So that could be the savior. If uh, if the CBA kind of, I don't know that that could if there's something goofy that goes on and they find a way to to make that thing work in our favor, then then Les looks like a genius for making all these moves and there's still cap room. But I. this is I'll a keep saying that. Theory, but... I said it last. I said it last time. Watch a lot of XS, XFL this year because there's going to be some backups on the Rams who play on the XFL games. You're going to look for depth guys at you know a bargain bargain price. You have to fill those roster spots out somehow. UDFA's he... look at Joe's mock draft that the, the seven rounders and the uh, UDFA guys because there's going to be a, a lot of those guys on the Rams. There's going just going to be scrubs, uh, stars, and scrubs. Oh, those are the, that's <laughs> the stars and scrubs. That's the XFL's Las Vegas and Portland teams. Yeah, I thought it was it's actually it's it's the Portland Stars and the uh, Las Vegas, Vegas scrubs. scrubs. <laughs> Your Las Vegas scrubs. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where because we have to sign Ramsey and Cup. I don't. I don't see how you can't re-sign those. It's going to leave us with uh, some limited resources. And, and let's be honest, this is maybe the most lawyerly episode of Tertial Radio. We talked about contracts. We've now talked about the CBA. We've talked about concussions. This is a very non-football episode. But, um, I did, yeah, it's one of those things, man. The CBA could change fifth-year fifth options, uh, could change the rookie salary cap structure. Um We'll see, but uh, obviously more uh, prevalent in our near-term future is the Pittsburgh Steelers Week 10, Los Angeles Rams on the road out of the bye week. Equally relevant, maybe more relevant, more prevalent, since it happens a day prior, some college football. Oh, boys. Here we go. Oh, man. here, here it, It's time. Unzipping the pants. LSU. You got LSU, you got Alabama, you got the president. This is the this is the this is the most southern MAGA event of the year. They really should hype it up as that. But it also is coming on the back of the first college football playoff standings. I don't know if you guys saw those got released uh, this week, um, which means we have our first where was action. UCLA? I'm sorry. Where was UCLA, UCLA listed? No, I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm I'm very sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they won three uh, in a row. <laughs> Great. Neat. Super. <laughs> um, yeah, first college football playoff rankings came out. Ohio State 1, LSU 2, Alabama 3, Penn State 4, Clemson 5. The national champions who are undefeated are currently outside the playoff uh, bracket, but it doesn't matter because this weekend – Number two plays number three, LSU, Alabama. And Ohio State, number one, will play number four, Penn State, before the season's over. So Clemson, as long as they win their way out, even though they play absolutely nobody this season, although they got Wake Forest, who's a ranked team. I think Wake got up to 19 this week. Uh, they play can, somebody. Can Georgia or Oklahoma sneak back in there? Oh, sure. Can... Yeah. No. Any of the one-loss teams can get in there. You got Georgia, Oregon, Georgia? 
Utah, Oklahoma, I think it was, are the one loss teams before you get to Florida at 10. They, they all have a way back. It's tough because, you know, that uh, how many of those depend the Georgia is a little bit different because Georgia gets to go to the SEC championship if they win out, which means they get to play LSU or Alabama for Oregon and Utah. They have the Pac-12 in and of themselves, so they don't get anybody else. Oklahoma, same thing. They're in the Big 12. They don't get anybody else. Georgia's in a little bit of a different boat, as are Penn State, Ohio State, LSU, and Bama. That's what I wanted to ask you is Penn State. Do you feel like since they're five and they're playing 13 Minnesota, both 8-0 teams, they're both really high-scoring teams, do you feel like if they can beat Minnesota – that's going to make them look more like a team that could get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it depends how they beat them. But the thing to remember is they got Ohio State in two weeks. That's that's the game, right? It's Penn State, Ohio State. And disrespecting yeah. the Golden Gophers. Well, who's not? Who besides, besides Minnesota? Minnesota's the same team as Baylor. Do we just say eight? No. They are. So is Baylor. Baylor's also undefeated. And that's the thing. They're the same team. They're the team that every week they're winning by four points over somebody who's not any good. And they've just they've just done it eight times. Here's here's Minnesota's wins. They started the season by playing San Diego State or South Dakota State, excuse me, won by a touchdown. Fresno State won by three points. Georgia Southern won by three points. Purdue one by a touchdown. Now, since then, they've had some bigger, more lopsided wins. But those first couple of games in, Minnesota was struggling against teams that are decidedly not good. So I'm just, just going to say this. Ohio State should count their lucky stars. They're not facing the Gophers. <laughs> good for you. Good for you with the college football take. But Minnesota's got Penn State. The golden Gophers, Rob. Iowa. The golden they're Gopher. at Northwestern, and they got Wisconsin to finish. So Minnesota's going to lose at they least got, two games. They got the cancer survivor guy, like the, the placeholder. Who doesn't? In, in this day and age in college football, if you don't have like a cancer survivor or a kid with leukemia, what are you doing? Or do you even have a team? <laughs> Heartless bastards. That's that's true. So, are is this LSU Alabama game a religious experience in your family, Joe? Is this something that you guys have to get like matching? I will, I will tell you this: you guys take family photos for it, or how, how serious many, is this? How many armed animal carcasses will be roasted on someone's front yard? Multiple. This game? Uh, no backyard. We're doing backyard. But I will tell you this: backyard. my mother, ever since the tornado, she wasn't like freaked out. Like the t- tornado went through her house, ripped open her stuff. You know, she's had to move out. We now got her in a new house, but she was starting to freak out that she wouldn't be able to get the LSU Bama game. And it was worse than the tornado. She was like, oh, no, this is a disaster. And it's like, Mama, relax. No, you don't understand. If we can't get LSU Bama, that's not even living. It's like, Mama, calm down. We're going to get the game. Everything will be all right. Um, it's a, it's, it's huge. I mean, it is what it is. The thing, though, the, there's two sides to it. Number one, yes, it's huge because LSU and Bama, especially because of the history they've had over the last decade, and especially because they, but when they've both been really good, it matters a lot. On the other side, though, we saw a couple of years ago Alabama get into the playoff, even though they weren't in the SEC championship. There's a chance for both these teams to get into the playoff, regardless of who loses this game, because they're both so good and because they both played you know, will play their way through the SEC. So I don't know that this is the end for whoever loses this game. And kind of the same for Ohio State, Penn State. Well, mm-hmm. I, I got it. I've got it. I got it. Stop the presses. In two weeks, Penn loses to the Golden Gophers. And then two weeks later, they go beat Ohio State. And the Golden Gophers are off to the playoffs. I like that you have a team now. And I also like that it's Minnesota of all teams. 
I'll tell you how I could not like him because I've watched him play, Rabo. <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike you, I have watched Minnesota football, and it is quite easy to not like. I promise. <laughs> Nice. Tanner Morgan, uh, the last we're gonna their, their last game we're gonna remember. he he passed for less than 150 yards. I don't remember how much it was, but they just went away from their quarterback. Did they win. They did. They beat. Did they not win? only did they win, they beat the pants off of Maryland. They beat the shit out of Maryland. All right. They, they, they just they just went just went. I dare you. I'm gonna say the meanest over. thing I've ever said on Tersho Radio. I want you to watch Minnesota football this weekend. Oh God. <laughs> Heartless. I'm going to tell you right now, there's zero chance of watching any college None? football this weekend. Zero. But there's a, I did watch uh, last night. I got some good stuff last night with uh, Miami, Ohio. That was a good one. But you're not going to watch any? There's so many good opportunities. Yeah. Yes, you got Penn State, Minnesota really? early. How many college football are you watching this weekend? Tell me you're, you're going to finish the garage. You're not going to watch on, college Joey. football, right, buddy? You know what? I am probably – I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the LSU-Bama game. Yes. <gasps> Yes, my boy. Do you have a TV in the garage? I I'm, I got to put one in, but I have my little shed quarters that I'm going to put a TV in. It's a, it's by the backyard, and it's like a Ooh, little patio, man. like enclosed area. It's perfect for a TV. I got yeah. <laughs> manscaping manor. <laughs> yeah, you guys get it. Um, yeah, we have to do. Um, we're doing our family photos for the. Uh, well, they're actually not family photos, but you, know, you got to do the Christmas card photo. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just the two kids are going to be in it. We're not going to be in it this year. Where are you doing them professionally? Are you doing yeah, we're doing them professionally. Yeah, we're going to some place yeah. in Pasadena. Oh wow! So you're really putting effort into this? Oh yeah, we yeah we do it kind of every year. Where you know, so we got to we don't have the we don't have outfits set up, guys. We don't know what they're going to be wearing. So we're behind the eight ball, but we'll figure it out. The kids, that's great. They don't they don't need more. And that's on Saturday. That's actually get get ready for this. It's on fucking Sunday morning. Oh. Yeah. See, there's my oh, dilemma. The Seattle Sounders play for the MLS Cup on Sunday at noon, where the Rams will hopefully. You're going to watch the Sounders, the... and you won't watch college football. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, there's not even, it's not even <laughs> close. I, well, I'll, I'll be watching the Rams, but I'm about to find a connection so I can kind of turn that on because it starts at noon. And the Rams. Are you guys excited football. about this game? Uh, Rams Steelers. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Yes, uh, I'm not either. I'm, I'm looking forward I, to. It. I feel a little bit. Um, I, it's not that I'm like actively nervous about it, but it feels it feels a little bit foreboding. It's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, you know why? You know why? We have everything to lose and nothing to gain. We don't exactly. gain anything by beating the Steelers. We, we got yeah, Chicago, right. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not true. Because be when we get to Baltimore, to win if you beat the terrible Bears this year. If they happen to be worse than anticipated, but still, that that's a primetime matchup Mitch against Trubisky a team with some talent. Four hundred yards against Jalen Ramsey. How ter- how bad we're gonna feel when we do that pod? Ugh, that'd be even worse. But that that's the kind of setup. But Chicago's similar to Pittsburgh. There's a, Pittsburgh's yeah. a little bit different because Pittsburgh is coming out of this you know, three-game winning streak. You have the MVP candidate. They're so good, and Lamar, yeah. and, and they can move the ball a little bit yeah. more. I mean, yep. the, the 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 Bears have a, they have a problem. 
They, 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 they their offense sucks. Yes, and we'll talk about it that does. later. But and and that's so that's the thing is whether it's Baltimore, Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco. If you beat those teams, that's a statement win. It's going to require better football. To, Pittsburgh is a. It's not as bad as Atlanta, Cincinnati, but it's one of these things where Joey said it. You got to win this game because this is a winnable. It's a, it, It's a very winnable game, and so there's less to gain and a lot more to lose. And that's that's I think the issue. Yes, hi. Welcome to San Francisco. If you'd like to watch the NFL game, please log in with your city ID. Insert your ID into the card stripe slap. I also need you. Have you downloaded NFL Watch on your smart? You haven't heard of NFL Watch and you're trying to watch the game in San Francisco? He hasn't heard of NFL Watch. Please have him log in with a guest ID. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>